I kind of sort of was still kind of lingering around these words freedom and liberty because they're certainly thrown around a lot relative to the lockdown from the coronavirus. And then, of course, it's with the uh, protests in the streets and the Black Lives Matter movement taking center stage in our lives here for a few weeks. They were words that were also used a lot. Yes. And, of course, we recalled them from the Thane's lessons on the heritage of the innate self. Freedom and liberty. So are freedom and liberty the same thing? I think uh, I recall having a conversation with somebody about this the other day. Yeah, we actually had a conversation about this in our Sunday morning dialogue group. As I recall that conversation, it felt a little bit vague. I, I couldn't really get to a sense of, do, are they different and in what ways are they different and so on. Yeah. So just looking at the words uh, for a moment in the dictionary and looking at liberty, some of the meanings, some of the meanings that Webster's has is uh, one of the synonyms, of course, is freedom. In this case, freedom or relief, release from slavery, ah. release from imprisonment, release from captivity, wow. or any other form of arbitrary control. The sum of rights and exemptions possessed in common by the people of a community or a state. So there we have the fact that liberty is involved, involved in political order, as in civil liberties, the political liberty. Uh, in some cases, a particular right or franchise or exemption from compulsion. Sometimes a too free or too familiar or impertinent action. Right. He took liberties. He took liberties. And the limits within which a certain amount of freedom may be exercised. So, and that is to have the liberty, liberty of the third floor, so to speak. So there's a, an idea of limits. And then permission given to a sailor to go ashore. So it's a sort of exemption from duty for a period of time. Uh, permission given to an enlisted person to be absent from duty for a given period. Uh, or the period of time which is given, which is the down liberty. His liberty was two days or a week or whatever. And uh, at liberty means not confined, free, permitted to do, allowed. So it's a, it, one of the factors with liberty is that uh, operating under a set of rules seems to be a context with the word liberty. Mm -hmm. So in the case of freedom, freedom is a state or quality of being free, although they also have here exemption or liberation from control of some other person or arbitrary power, liberty, also synonym liberty, independence, in this case exemption from arbitrary restrictions upon a specified civil right, civil or political liberty, exemption or immunity from obligation, imprisonment, being able to act, use without hindrance or restraint, that is to have freedom of the house, a being able of, a being able of itself to choose or determine action freely, ease of movement, or performance, facility, being free from rules, patterns, so the frankness or easiness, going back to the word free, meaning, and interestingly, coming from a root word in Latin that has to do with noble, glad, or illustrious, able to act or think without compulsion, having or existing under a government that does not impose arbitrary restrictions on the right to speak, assemble, not confined in the usual sense of patterns or rules, mm -hmm. not restricted to anything except its own limitations or work or use, spontaneous. So the implication with free seems to be that uh, while a person may be operating freely within a set of rules, it's not really freedom is not necessarily limited by rules. That is free to work, to think, act, 
or carry out without restriction, without a set of rules necessarily coming into play. If they come into play, then it sort of merges with liberty in terms of its implications. Yes. Now, now interestingly, you know, we've heard Thane talk about this before, but also we've had our own experience in life. There are people who really want to be free. They want to be free, but, they, but sometimes disregarding liberties of others, disregarding disregarding yeah. altogether yeah. the context of orderly living together, community. The society presumes a sense of community. So when people clamor for their freedom, it's one thing, and that can sometimes be a completely selfish thing. But a person who is advocating liberty is advocating a, a kind of freedom within a context of an ordered community. Uh-huh. Yeah, for me, the word freedom connects almost immediately to autonomy. Right. It's a sense of your own self-direction, and that that autonomy is unconditional. So it's not conditioned, and it, and it is, um, you know, therefore not subject to any rule other than that of being or, or that of the self. So, so when I go through my attributes in translation, I often come up with autonomy as one of the attributes of truth. Uh-huh. It doesn't require anything else. It stands, it is completely itself unencumbered by any other limitation, by any other description or quality. It's inherent, like an essential aspect of being. Yeah, it's in, in fact intrinsic to being. I yeah, mean, intrinsic to being is autonomy. You're right. And so, and actually, um, because of all of the definitions that we we see both for liberty and for freedom, I find autonomy personally more satisfying when I work because it doesn't get all wrapped up in these other things. Yeah, abstracting it out as an essential aspect of being autonomy here is stands on its own. It's, it's free to operate as being is free to operate. Which is, and of course, being that beingness, as we understand it, is not limited. It's everywhere, evenly present, timeless, unencumbered, infinite, infinite. So in this case, it operates as infinite, and and also that being infinite and ever ever present, all there is, so to speak, beingness, it's inclusive. Yeah. Also, the I mean, just looking at the word infinite is to say not finite, which is to say not conditioned by anything else. Right. And which is unconditional, which is autonomous, and there's your freedom because because the intrinsic character of infinity is complete and total autonomy. Mm -hmm. So when we reflect then on liberty where there's a there's a community sense of or a sense of order, sense of rules or guidelines or agreements among men, so to speak, that we will live together and we are, we are free within the context of I recognize your property lines, you recognize mine. They give you freedom to act the way you want to act and you give me freedom to act the way I want to act as long as it doesn't harm me and I don't harm you. So it would seem that liberty is actually premised on knowing that the nature of beingness is free. It sounds a little... Sagittarian there, but <laughs> yeah. Well, let me let me maybe dig into it a little bit. So, so in the discussion about liberty, we're talking about a community in which um, people are given liberties for this, that, or the other, and it's by mutual agreement. So, this is all by a matter of mutual consent. Mm -hmm. And then, when there's a transgression of those permissions, those liberties, then a person's liberty can be revoked and they can be imprisoned. Right. They're subject. They're subject to a control by, as I say, the set of agreements. 
and then so liberty can be taken away in that case, and then it can be regained. Whereas freedom is the underlying reality that's the very nature of the beingness of everything, whatever whatever's being animated in this situation where liberty could be taken away and liberty could be, could be returned by a person given liberty from their punishment or parole or whatever other word you want to use. Well, you know, it's really funny because it goes right to that um, question we were discussing earlier today, or in one of the lessons the thing gave um, the greater freedom and heritage of the innate self lessons, uh-huh. where there's the discussion about all men are born equal, which is the misstatement that, that right. all men are not born equal, but all men are created equal is um, the words that Jefferson wrote. Uh-huh. And so that I see that as being very much similar to this, because in terms of our status in the world, we, we are born into a class uh-huh. or a situation or, you know, a country, wherever it might be. But in terms of who we are and our essence, then the idea of being created equal, being created all the same essence or beingness, which is uh, if, if you're talking about created in, in the usual Christian sense, we're talking about something that comes from the divine, uh-huh. then um, it's like two sides of a coin almost. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you're born to a family of slaves in Georgia in 1850, you are not born the same as the plantation owners' children might be born. You're not born equal to them. But because freedom is inherent to your essentialness, I mean, freedom is inherently the nature of that which creates you animates you. That is, that animates every man, no matter about birthright or status or class. You, you as an expression in the world, as, as an expression of beingness, are the same and identical with every other expression of beingness. Beingness always expresses itself fully, no matter what it animates. And you are free. Uh, it's interesting that we, we remember talking about uh, the reference to the time when Thane was you know, sending newspaper articles out of Germany, disparaging Hitler, and when he found out he was put in Nuremberg prison, and he was dealing with uh, confinement, punishment in a big way, but that he finally discovered that he was free. He was absolutely free. And so that has nothing to do with circumstance. It has, has to do with what he essentially is, what I essentially am, what you essentially are. And that is free. And so in that sense, in the sense of freedom as essential aspect of your own beingness, Every man is created free and equal. Now, the appearance, obviously, in situations like that look different, but we see time and time again instances where it was really a matter, in the case of, say, Harriet Tubman and others in the years of slavery before, during, and even after the Civil War, that there are people who sense that somehow, sense that that was their nature, and they operated based on their inherent freedom and not based on controlled liberties which, of course, they didn't have any of. And that might, might not have been many people. But in a situation where we're trying to work through an understanding of the words around COVID, or understanding of the words around racism, regardless of the appearance of the inequity, that the reality of every one of us is, has, is, has been and always will be free. But, I think but yeah, in the abstract, yeah. In the abstract, yeah. I, I think one piece of this, as soon as you mentioned the... the the slave family in Georgia in the 1850s, I thought to myself immediately, you know, that they, that yes, the, the, each individual is created free. And I think each individual knows that. And so every individual is completely outraged 
by circumstances which limit which limit their freedom. Mm-hmm. Although I, I I rush to <laughs> add on here, um, people's pers- perspective or perception of freedom can be very venal it, and not relating to this at all. But I, I'm talking about the existential understanding right. that innately we we are free and the outrage that we feel in circumstances where that is curtailed. That's a personal experience, I think, of the operation of the concept of justice. Uh-huh. That outrage, which is another another attribute of uh, beingness, or something so essential to a person that, that just the, the very fiber of their being and the, and the axiomatic truth of the beingness of any one of us is very involved, is at the heart of that outrage. Like it's demanding to be known. Right. That which is so about me is demanding to be known. And also the idea of being free, of course, when we see it as an essential aspect of being, it doesn't disregard others because the essential being animating each of its creations, because it is single and all-inclusive, ascribes freedom to everything it perceives, ascribes freedom to everything it animates. So as we lose a sense of separateness from reflecting on the divine essence of any given person, if we lose the idea that that which is infinite exists in your yard but not in my yard... <laughs> is ridiculous to any mathematician and should be ridiculous to any person out on the street. As we, by reflecting on the divine nature of my being, I'm basically including everyone else in that just automatically. And coming from there, the freedom of every expression of beingness is equally important. The divine nature that is truly free is truly inclusive of all. And that's, that's an issue of one way or another of a kind of discipline of thought, which I think is reflected in liberty and how we treat liberty as agreements among us, agreements based on the oneness of our community, and this with, then with the attendant rules and guidelines and, and agreed-upon recourses if those aren't followed. So abstracting it just a little bit, we see that these, uh, these agreements are in the same way that we say that an axiom is something upon which all minds must agree— and uh-huh. so these these uh, principles, like you can't just take something that doesn't belong to you out of your neighbor's house. Right. These are things that the, the whole community can agree on. And so so it is a matter very much of consciousness and, and the sense of agreement in consciousness. Yes. Yes. And it's, it, it's at the heart of, or it's this essential idea of all of the great religions, this idea of agreements, even... When Moses came down off the mountain with the Ten Commandments, if you look at them, they're basically ten rules for living so that you get along with other people. Right. So it's the way of inclusive, including everyone and whatever that divine nature of man should be, or certainly can be, or certainly is, if you if you abstract it out to the, to the attributes. So freedom is present and liberty is present all at the same time. When you know when all is in order, when all is in, when all is re- reflecting and exhibiting the perfection of the divine sense of self, and I guess in a way it's our perspective on this that makes a big difference. Because um, as long as we're judging by appearances, we're going to be judging things according to what looks right for my best benefits, mm-hmm. and um, not so much in terms of well, what is the uh, the genuine principle here that is going to be beneficial to everybody. Yeah, yeah. And and how much am I willing to sacrifice? That's not the best word, but how much am I willing to pay, <laughs> in a way, to, you know, so I, there's maybe some less benefits coming my way 
because I have agreed to this principle that makes life work for my entire community. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's the nature of liberty. And as we said a couple of times, it's an outgrowth. It's a way of perceiving our inherent freedom. So they're not contradictory. Like as you say, when we get our, when we get our ego out of the out of the perspective, or as much as possible, get our ego out of the perspective. But this this is something that's central to the discussions on the street, essential to the discussions in the halls of power. And I think it would do well for anyone encountering finding themselves in a discussion about liberty or freedom to exercise a real discipline of thought so that you come you come to it from a point of truth which is inherently spiritual and with the idea of being in a discussion with someone in and of itself is an act of community 